ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, welcome to Tap Tuesday, brought to you by Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly elite products that provide all of the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what Tap delivers. This week, I sit down with Tyler Kath of TNK Hunting Gear. Enjoy the episode. So we're on with Tyler Kath. Tyler, what's happening, man? Welcome. How's it, how's it going, man? It's going Thanks all right, brother. Me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so just jump into who Tyler is real quick, man. Um, I kind of (laughs) want, I kind of want to, uh, keep it back a little bit, right? Because, uh, watching the IG feed and, and some of that stuff, um, it's been great. (laughs) It's kind of no holds hard, kick you in your balls, get in your feelings if you got them. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's kind of cool. So give us a little bit about you. And then we'll hold back, and then we'll get into the other part of you, the business part of you. Okay, yeah. So, uh, born and raised in South Dakota, and and as you could probably tell from our Instagram, we are kind of a no bullshit company. Um, graduated high school here, and actually joined the uh, United States Marine Corps Infantry in two thousand eight. Uh, did four uh, four years in the uh, infantry and two deployments to Helmand Province, Afghanistan. Um, after that, I worked, uh, corrections for a year and then I worked private military for a bit. And then, uh, currently as of right now, uh, employed as a police officer. Well, first off, uh, appreciate your service, man. It means a great deal, um, to me and the listenership, I'm sure of it. So thank you very much, uh, for that service, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hunting man um let's talk a little hunting and outdoor life and you know what what trips your trigger and get you going out there and keeps you coming back yeah so 
Um, you know, I've, I've grown up hunting. Uh, you know, I got my hunter safety car when I was like 12 years old. So I was shooting guns, um, you know, before I could even drive a vehicle. Um, so I grew up, you know, obviously being in South Dakota, uh, we're big bird hunters here as well as deer hunters. Um, so I grew up, uh, pheasant hunting, waterfowl hunting and all that good stuff. Um, so for me, uh, a big thing about being in the outdoors is, is the, uh, is just the, the relaxation of it. You know, I am a very stressed out, high tension per or, uh, person. So when I'm out there, you know, um, I can forget about all the, the stupid shit that, you know, we have to deal with on a daily basis, which is life. Um, so, and I, you know, I've been always one of those guys to where I've had so many hunts where, you know, you go out there and, and, uh, you don't kill a damn thing. And, uh, I'm completely okay with that. It's just being out there and, uh, enjoying what, what God has given us, enjoying the nature and, and, uh, just taking it all in. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a pretty amazing thing. So. And it's hard, you know, I, I was talking to someone recently and they said, you know, they thought that that was very cliche, right? Uh, basically, yeah. you know, all, you know, what really matters is punching the tag. Now I get it to a point, right? We all want to go out and, and, you know, air quotes, be successful. But I agree a hundred percent, man, wholeheartedly. Like when I'm out on the mountain or out, you know, on the countryside, a hillside, whatever it is, it's really a place to reflect and find yourself. It challenges you. It, it, yeah, it's about punching the tag, but there's so much more to it, man. Just appreciating that. And like you said, stepping away from all the bullshit, there's none out there. The only, the only thing that's out there is if we get in our heads about not punching a tag or, you know, not going as far as we want to. Um, so I a hundred percent, man, feel you on that one. Yeah. And I, and you know, of course, you know, we don't waste our money on tags. You know, I've got three big game tags this year and, uh, you know, we're not just, you know, I'm not throwing my money at, you know, the state of South Dakota, so I can't, you know, fill a tag. Right. But, I mean, the the ultimate thing is, is that if I can just go out there and, uh, and like, like you just said, reiterating and just enjoying, um, just what God has given us out there. I mean, I, you know, obviously the ultimate thing is, is taking that animal home and, and all that good stuff, but there's so much other awesome stuff that surrounds hunting. You know what I mean? That, uh, you know, it's just, for me, that's, that's the biggest thing is just getting the, getting the fuck out of here, getting the, get the hell out of the house and, um, just getting out there. And, and, uh, you know, many a times, uh, I like go even going hunting by myself more than anything. Oh, that's my thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it just gives you that time to reflect and, you know, um, you know, just kind of be one with nature as, as fucking stupid as that sounds. But I mean, it's, it is true. And, uh, so, I mean, it's, that's, that's been a huge uh, part of my life. So, so with that man and, and your service um, and you recently had a post, I believe that was today. At least I saw it today um, where you were talking about um, your PS, uh, yeah, PTSD and the alcoholism and everything. And I don't want to pry. So just tell me to shut the fuck up whenever you want to. <laughs> um, but I've talked to several servicemen, right. And I, and, I make it a point, right? It's very important to me. And, and, and then that thanks that I gave earlier is not, you know, some cliche bullshit where it's just like, hey, bro, thanks for your service. No, it, it, it for a lot of us, it really means something that a guy is willing to sacrifice that. 
So it's important to me and that message you put out today, even with all the kick in the ball <laughs> messages you have on your feed, um, would you mind talking a little bit about that and how the outdoors have affected that in a positive way and kind of brought you into a light, if you will? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, and I'm very open talking about it and stuff like that and that, you know, you've seen on my page, but, um, you know, after my, a couple deployments to Afghanistan, I actually got back and I, you know, I was drinking more heavily than per usual, but, you know, being in the Marine Corps infantry, that's just a part of the game, right? You just, you know, we're always partying, always drinking. I mean, it was just, that was part of the, um, the mindset, you know, I mean, really. And so I didn't really think much about it, but I got out of the Marine Corps and I just noticed, um, you know, I was drinking every day and I, I pretty much had to drink every day. And uh, I didn't really realize what I was doing was like a problem per se. You know, I would sit there and I would, I would, you know, kill a 12 pack in a night and just think, eh, whatever, like this is what most guys are doing, you know, work hard, play hard type shit. Right. And, uh, so, I mean, over, and this, you know, was over years and years and years, but I noticed, um, I was just becoming unhappy with jobs. Um, I was becoming angry and, and depressed and all this other stuff. And, um, so I kind of went from job to job to job. I actually went to school for aeronautical science to be an airline pilot and, uh, was doing good there. Got my private pilot license and, uh, everything like that. But then I started drinking again. Like it always, it always followed me wherever the hell I went. You know what I mean? So it, it really cut short a lot of good shit that I was capable of doing because it, it would consume me. Like I would skip class or I'd call in flights because I knew I was hung over the next day and I was a no, like I was not fit to fly and stuff like that. So, and the same thing was happening with other jobs where I would just call in sick when I wasn't even sick. I mean, it was getting so bad that, uh, you know, it was affecting my job. And, uh, you know, being a police officer here, it just added, you know, even the more stress of, of what we do day in and day out. And, uh, you know, I would just sit here and, and think, you know, it, it was just normal. It's normal. And I go like, you know, bouts of not drinking and stuff like that, but I would like substitute it with like heavy exercise, like not, not like normal type shit. And so, uh, uh, probably about last April, um, my alcoholism just progressively got worse and it got to the point to where I was, I mean, really calling in sick for work. I was making all these bullshit excuses and all this. I mean, it was getting so out of control. Like I just, I needed to keep drinking. And uh, I, I mean, it was not unheard of to just kill like an 18, 19, uh, I mean, beers in a night. Um, and, and sometimes even way more than that. And, uh, you know, it finally got to the point where I called in sick to work. I was like, Hey, I need to take a personal day. Um, I had a supervisor call me and he's like, you know, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? This, this is not your work ethic. Like, what do you mean personal day? What's going on? And, uh, I said, well, shit, I'm drunk. I just, I just flat out said it. I was like, I, I'm drunk. And he said, hold on. I'll be there in a minute. He came over uh, to my house. We talked and I, and I just spilled my guts. I said, I mean, it was getting so bad. I mean, I was drinking like my girlfriend, all of her wine in the freaking fridge and all this other shit. So it was getting so bad. And I don't drink wine, you know what I mean? But it was fucking alcohol, <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Like right there. Yeah. I, 
I was just, I was going through everything and anything just to get my hands on more liquor. I didn't even fucking care what, there was like some old rotten ass fucking apples in the fridge. I probably would have ate those too. <laughs> they were like fermenting, you know what I mean? And, uh, so, so I, uh, I finally said, okay, I need help. And uh, a couple days later I was on a plane to Utah. Um, went to rehab for 30 days. I've uh, been sober since August or uh, April 18th. And uh, it's, it's definitely not easy. And I'm just getting into the PTSD stuff right now. Um, I, I always thought PTSD was bullshit. I was one of those guys that was like, you know, suck it up, grow a pair, get over it. You know what I mean? You're fine. Well, when I you know started going to rehab, I was so resilient against taking medications and shit, but I finally started taking some stuff for anxiety and um, get to more of that later. But started taking some stuff for anxiety and stuff like that. Well, I started going to counseling when I got out of rehab here and I got diagnosed with PTSD. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm constantly all the time in fight or flight response. Um, and it comes and goes and I get it on my days off. I get it sometimes at work and sometimes I don't even know why I get it, but it's just there. And I go into this like survival mode. I don't know how many times I've been to the hospital cause I think I'm having a heart attack and just all kinds of crazy shit that I had no clue about. Cause I, I had, dr I had numbed myself out for so many years drinking alcohol that I didn't, I didn't really. I didn't really understand what, why I was drinking. And, and now I kind of understand I was self-medicating. I mean, this whole time drinking was not fun for me anymore. Uh, it was a necessity. Like I, I, it was like taking a pill every day. And, uh, I tell you what, it is not easy doing this sober. Um, I have good days and I have bad days. Um, and it's so hard to explain to people because, I'll just get into these modes to where like I, I just go into full like fight mode. Like my senses are up. My, my body's releasing all these endorphins and all these chemicals that are saying, Hey, you're about to die. And it's just, you know, it's, it's like, I guess compared to as a hunter, if you came across a um, sow grizzly bear with a couple of cubs and, and she comes after you, I mean, that type of response, you know what I mean? Like we've all kind of had those fight or flight responses where you're like, holy shit, you know what I mean? Like life or death. And I'll get that just sitting in my living room and it's, it's, and it sucks. I mean, it, it fucking sucks. And, and I didn't realize um, how bad it was until I got sober, you know? Well, congratulations, man, on that sobriety. And yeah, we hope, uh, that you're able to work through that sober and, you know, healthy mentally. Um, yeah. I, I can't imagine, I can't relate to it. I'm not going to act like I can, but wish you the best on that, man. I appreciate you sharing that. And one of the things that I've heard from just about every serviceman I've talked to is a lot of guys don't realize that or don't think that there's other servicemen or women that are going through or have gone through the same shit. And it's important to me to let them hear that so they know they're not alone. Um, and you start talking about our servicemen and women committing suicide. I mean, and that's a big part of it. So, you know, just to put that out there takes, I don't even know what that takes. That's some big ass balls. That's all I got to say. Like I said, I can't relate in that respect, but it takes balls to put yourself out there and say, look, I have a problem. And, you know, everything you just said. So 
I appreciate yeah. that, man. And if it helps, you know, one guy, one woman, um, that that does a lot. So good on you, man. Yeah. And that's that's one of the main reasons why I do a lot of videos talking about it and stuff like that. Because, you know, like you saw today, that post, you know, a guy jumped on there and he's like, hey, you don't know how bad I needed this today. So, I mean, even if you just get after that one guy and you don't necessarily have to have PTSD and or be a service member or anything like that, there's guys that just have alcohol and drug issues. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And, and And are battling that shit every single day. And, uh, you know, I just, I pray for those guys and hopefully they get through it. And I mean, it's, it's a bitch. It really is when you, when you're struggling with addiction and there's a lot of shame there. There's a lot of embarrassment. There's a lot of just a a lot of just really negative things surrounding with that. And, uh, you know, like I've said, you know, you could always message our page anytime. I don't even give a shit. It does not have to be about gear. It doesn't have to be about any of that. If you're just going through a shitty time or you're having a shitty day, I mean, hit us up. I mean, we, and, and you can see on our page, I mean, we blast dudes and stuff, but those are like, you know, kind of the douchebag dudes. Like we're, we're not like that with everyone. You know what I mean? Um, there's just some really good dudes on our page and, um, we're very cordial with guys that message us and, 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 uh, you know, I want, although you can look at our posts and, and, I, I just hope people don't look at our posts and like they're intimidated to message us because they think we're going to like blast them or some shit, you know, but, um, <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to be the next, us with. <laughs> nobody wants to be the next dick bag with a 10% code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, you know, some guys I'm like, you know, you're not going to get away with that, man. Coming on here, running your mouth. And especially we have, uh, we have like a posse of team K hunting gear crew that just scans that scans our social media pages looking for shit talkers. So they, uh, they jump on those guys pretty damn fast. I, you know, okay. So, so when you first look at it, right. And I'm not going to bullshit you. When you first look at it, you go, Holy fuck, this, this guy's trying to run a business. What in the hell? But then you start reading the post, right. And you go, you know what? This, this shit is a hundred percent real. Cause I was, I'm not going to bullshit a little bit. I was like, man, it's a little off putting. Like I want to get dude on, but Damn. But then as you, as you look at everything and you see the other side of it, right. And it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. You know, you got people sending you bullshit. You're trying to, you're trying to build a business and everybody and their mother's asking for shit for free. But on the other side of it, there's some post on there to contrast it. And it's like, you're taking payments from a dude at, you know, $30 a week so he can get the harness and then you got a guy messaging you saying, hey, I'll cover the harness because you guys took this step for this dude trying to get in it that didn't have the money and was honest about it. And then the post with the alcoholism and the PTSD. So it's like, well, holy shit, guys, right? Pay attention. Um, and then it became funnier than shit for me to sit there and read some of the post. And then the discount goes, dude, if that does not get adopted by... I'm going to say at least 10 companies, something's wrong <laughs> because that outside of the, the creativity in that shit, it's just real. Like, okay, here, you want a discount code? Cause this is what you were going to do anyway. We're going to give you a dick bag, 10% off. That is, <laughs> it's hilarious, man. It is hilarious. Yeah. We, uh, we have fun on that page and you know, the biggest thing too is that we try to, we go after a lot of, 
of the bullshit in the hunting industry. And what I mean by bullshit is um, there's a lot of those Instagram hunters out there that think companies or people owe them shit. And, uh, you know, we have went after those guys ruthlessly. And, and, and here's the thing is because we are working class hunters, you know, we work jobs. My dad's retired, you know, did 40 years, uh, working a job. And so we do all this shit and we're, we're just real. You know what I mean? Like, we're not gonna, this the same with our product. We're just not gonna, um, cover something and just sell you a piece of crap. Like that's just not who we are. And, and the thing is, is that we all, and, and it's all relatable in a lot of the posts that we make is that, you know, a lot of people like that underdog, you know what I mean? And we really are an underdog in the industry because we are making everything American using, uh, you know, American materials. And, uh, you know, we're competing with a lot of these companies that they make all their shit overseas. And so they have all this money to play around with and, and do all this shit. And we, we just don't have that. Um, but we feel like we're making probably one of the most quality products out there in the industry, um, from the materials we use and, and just aren't, you know, that's just who we are, you know, veteran owned, no bullshit, make it America, make it the best you can make it and, uh, and just sell it like that. And, and that's just like the persona we have because so many companies are, uh, you know, social media is a very, <laughs> it's a complex bastard. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's like things that you could post on there that can piss a shit ton of people off or a, a lot of people happy. But the people that like our posts are the people that are buying shit from us. And, and the people that don't like it are probably not going to buy shit from us anyway. So what does it matter? You know what I mean? We're going after those, those, th that working class hunter. You know, um, we're not going after, uh, I'm not trying to get my shit in the hands of some hunter with a hundred K fucking followers. We don't give a shit about that. You know what I mean? Um, and some startup companies would be like, well, oh, I need to get in the hands of all these people. I don't give a shit about that. I want to get it in the hands of Joe Schmo that's working nine to five, um, you know, making a, a middle-class wage and, and going out there deer hunting on his weekend. And that is that's, the majority you know, of the hunting demographic. That's the folks exactly. I have on my Saturday episodes. That's the companies I have on the Tuesday episodes. That is, in my opinion, it has to be 98% of the hunting demographic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely has it, to be. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and it's those guys that are the no bullshit guys that, you know, it, they can see right through that shit. And like I've said on other, you know, on other podcasts is that, we don't need ass and titties and all this stuff to sell stuff. And like, you know, a lot of companies do that, but I just, I, I, for me personally, I see through all that bullshit. You know what I mean? I, I see it as like, you know, you have to cover a product that's a piece of shit. And, and I think like so many companies put all this stuff into all this advertising and stuff. And just for us, we just tell it like it is. And, and, you know, if you get offended by it, or you don't like it, you can always unfollow us. But we are seeing an increase in followers and we're seeing an increase in, in sales, sales. <laughs> from those targeted demographics. The guys that are the working class, blue collar fucking get her done, no bullshit dudes. And that's who that's who is buying our products. And we like to talk shit on those guys because they, you know, 
we get those those Instagram want to be famous people that oh I could really grow your business and all this bullshit. And I'm like fuck you. you can pay for it you know what i mean like they're not just gonna give you free shit you know what i mean but like they're so used to companies doing that you know what i mean throwing shit at them because they know oh you know they got a hundred thousand followers we don't give a shit about that you know we we really just care about um hunters like us you know born in south dakota veterans uh, you know working an everyday job you know that's that's just who we are you know and quite honestly I don't think there's enough of that. I think it's overlooked. And at times it's frustrating, not just as a consumer um, and not just as a hunter, but you look, you look at it and it goes, you know, and you, and you think to yourself, well, what happened to that? No offense, right. To anyone, but what happened to that mom and pop? What happened to that American homegrown out of your garage, out of your basement, out of your living room company? Why is that taking a backseat to everything else? Well, I can tell you why. Because um, all these fucking big companies are becoming rich by manufacturing overseas. And, uh, you know, and like I said, I can't, I'm not going to name names or anything like that. But, you know, for me being in this industry and knowing the materials that companies are using, and I know the cost of these materials, and I know the cost of making it overseas and everything, it's a lot harder for us small guys that are like your mom shops that are uh, small operations that are really focused on quality focused on um, you know you've probably seen on some of my videos if you haven't I I burn all my gear to make it look as perfect as possible so I'm taking a lighter and I go through all the gear at the end of the manufacturing process and I burn off all those loose ends of stitching and and uh, just make it as 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 you know it's as quality as possible and as good looking as possible for when you, the consumer gets it, you open up that. And I've had so many guys say, you know, I opened up the package and my harness or blind bag or whatever. It was more than I expected. So now when you're providing a product to a person and, and you're, you're giving them more than what they expect. I mean, that's, that, that means a lot to us. You know what right. I mean? That, that, that we're really giving them damn. more than what they thought they were even paying for. But it is so hard for us to compete because, like you said, a lot of those mom pa shops and everything are going away because we got big these big companies that sell everything for cheap, and it is so hard for us as a business to try to talk about materials with people and made in the USA and quality, and because so many people are used to getting that cheap fifty, sixty dollar harness, you know what I mean? That it's it's sometimes can be hard to convince somebody why they should buy mine for twice the cost. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and you don't understand that with even the material and the manufacturing that we do, our harness raw, just raw, even at right out after manufacturing costs the same as what a company, most companies sell their harness for. And that should just go to show you that, you know, the, the quality of, of ingredients we're putting into that product, you know what I mean? And, and the cost of it. And we just really pride ourselves on quality and, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things to where it, it can be hard to compete, but we, um, we're seeing an increase of sales because I think the consumer, I think the hunter, especially that working class hunter is, is sick of it. 
They're sick of the shitty gear. They're sick of the the crap falling apart. They're sick of Chinese made shit, and and, and they're sick of it. So, um, you know, that's uh, we're really trying to make that foundation in the industry. Um, that you know what, bring it back. We need it, American. You might you might pay a little bit more for it, but it's it's a hundred percent worth it. Well, I don't 100%. know at, at this point, I, you know, and I, and I'm just, I don't want to say talking out my ass, right. My little bit of information that I do have, but there was a, I believe a 15% tariff increase. Right. So mm-hmm. it almost, I don't know what the difference is to manufacture overseas versus manufacturing here, but at a 15% increase, you would think that at some point there's going to be a balance to where we can bring it back home. Um, and use that. Now, I'm going to challenge it a little bit. From a business perspective, uh, somebody said, hey, you can make 100000 or you can make 20000 100000 means you're going to Malaysia, right? What's your response in, in a business perspective, you know, when it comes down to the bottom dollar? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and that's the biggest thing is that we are you know, a lot of companies because, because of the money, um, aspect of it. But I always told myself this, if I was concerned about becoming rich with this company, I would have manufactured overseas from the start. And so it's a lot more, um, it it means a lot more to make it in America than, than making a ton of money. And, because of that, because of that foundation of being a veteran and, you know, being very patriotic. And, um, you know, I had one guy shit talker today. Um, we posted a meme or something like that about, you know, it's not easy or cheap making it America, but either was fighting two world wars. He probably saw that. And, uh, one guy got all butthurt and he's like, well, you're comparing making your product to fighting in wars and shit. I'm like, well, that wasn't the, that wasn't like the, the meaning of it. The meaning of it was I take pride in making an America because it is not cheap. It is not easy, but what has been easier cheap in, in the history of America. So like, and it sounds corny and cliche and shit like that, but like for me, um, I'm just a, you know, bleed red, white and blue, like American. And, um, I just, I, if you were to tell me right now, Okay, so to sure point, I know I'm rambling. Sure point, if you were to tell me right now, I can make a million dollars or make, you know, if I manufactured overseas right now or make 10 grand by keeping it American, and I would pick 10 grand. I mean, honestly, I would. 100%. And that, and 100%. That is why I asked the question because that's the feeling I got. Um, just a little bit I know going through it, it was like, this dude wouldn't, he would absolutely not go somewhere else and make this shit. No way. Fuck no. (laughs) Fuck no. Not, not I dude. I have, I'm like that guy that sits there and I'm at the manufacturer. I'm at the supply uh, store and I'm like, you have made in the USA thread. And they're like, what? Like fucking made in the USA thread, like you know, only eighty percent of the product needs to be made in the USA. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah, that's true by law for me to say made in the USA only eighty percent. But like, why not just make everything fucking American? And I literally sit there and I will, 
when I even started this company from every little thing, I was trying to get just everything made in America. I wanted it just 110% made in America. So like I was just willing to fucking pay up the ass for even freaking thread, man, for just thread. I was willing to pay double and just, and and not even make that much of a profit because we don't make that large of a pro, a, a profit on this shit. So when we do like a 10% discount code, I mean, it freaking it really hits. kicks us in the ass. Right. I mean, it really does. Um, it, it, you know, it, it, uh, and we do free shipping and that all cuts into our profit, but we try to help, um, the consumer as much as possible without, you know, but we still have to stay in business. You know what I mean? And that's why, you know, me and my dad, we haven't taken a paycheck out of this company. Um, and we've made almost 25 grand this year and we haven't taken a single dime. And that just goes to show you because we put it back into that company and just growing it. And, and, uh, you know, we, we're definitely not doing this to, to, to be rich and, and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money and it's a lot of time. But, um, when you get that harness or that piece of gear to somebody and they send you a message saying, this is the best piece of hunting gear I've ever owned. It makes it all fucking worth it. I don't need a fancy house. I don't need a fancy fucking car. That's not why I do this. Um, it satisfaction for me is not even taking a paycheck. It's getting, um, a picture of that dude's, um, you know, 160 buck, um, with that harness on. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's all the pleasure I need. And, and it makes all the sleepless nights It makes all the bullshit worth it. And, uh, so in short, yeah, man, I, I it's just, uh, it's one of those things to where we'll never compromise materials. We'll never compromise money. And, uh, I will take that to my grave. I'd rather go out of business and fucking go overseas. There you go, man. So 100%. the name of the company is, <laughs> we were it's kind of holding that back, man. I want to get into some of the, uh, <laughs> taking no prisoners is the bullet. Um, so TNK, <laughs> TNK hunting gear, man. Right. Um, TNK hunting gear. Yep. So we got, uh, bino harnesses. You got some duffel bags, you got range finder holders. What else do we have on the, uh, the product list there? So, yep, our rangefinder pouches just got finalized and we've got a pre order. I've sold about 35 of them in the past four or five days. Um, so, we're, we're doing the pre order on that, but we're getting that manufactured right now. Uh, call pouches that you can put diaphragm calls in, um, recalls, and all that good shit. We had to make some changes to the call pouch, but the changes we got are going to be freaking awesome. And we think it's probably going to be one of the best call pouches out there in the industry right now. Um, there's a lot of call pouches that are like specific to diaphragm calls or recalls and shit like that. You're going to be able to put a, a variety of different calls with you and put them into this pouch. So it's going to be, that's going to be a really awesome thing. And it's, you know, an add on to the bino harness. We've got weather meter pouches I'm designing up right now. We've got medical pouches we're designing up right now. Our spotting scope pouch just got finalized. Um, so we're making a couple different size, excuse me, uh, spotting scope pouches that are going to be able to fit up to like a 14 and a half, 15 inch spotting scope. And then, you know, your longer, larger spotting scopes that are up to like 17, 17 and a half inches long. And we're going to make them for straight scopes plus uh, the 45 degree angled scopes as well. 
we got a day pack, a, a bow hunting pack specifically that we are designing right now that's going to be able to hold um, uh, a bow, arrows, a tripod. Plus, you can, you know, it's going to be Molly compatible. You can throw your uh, spotting scope pouch on there, a medical pouch that we're going to be designing up. You can throw uh, tourniquets in there, um, quick clot. I, w- I would really, I would highly, highly recommend. Maybe this is just my first responder or uh, military background, but everybody should be carrying a medical kit with them when you're going up into the mountains, especially if you're hunting by yourself. Hundred percent. Those tourniquets are super important. Um, you know, um, quick clot and all that stuff. You don't know what type of situation you're going to get uh, into. Um, just last year, I was reading the story of a, a guy getting um, attacked by a, uh, a sow grizzly up in Wyoming. I don't know if you heard about oh, the story. Yeah. And he was, yep, he was guiding a guy in Florida, and his his uh, his Glock is. I think he was carrying a ten millimeter. Was on his pack. His bear defense gun was on his pack. So I mean, having a medical kit with you always is just a really high necessity and i can't say that enough i mean you guys need to invest money get that what else um kydex holsters were actually supposed to be delivered today and my dad dropped the ball and uh and needed a signature so those were supposed to be up on the web today but they're going to be able to hold uh 45s 10 millimeters we're going to start off with that right now but you're going to be able to mount that on the side of your vinyl harness um for bear defense cougar defense all that good shit um so hopefully we'll have those on the web by tomorrow night is what we're hoping um and uh so those got actually custom made by a veteran-owned company as well because we don't do kindex stuff um but it's molly compatible which if you guys notice on our vinyl harness it's it's all molly compatible which is great because you can really um I mean, customize this harness to to your want and your need for your specific hunt. So if you want an ammo pouch, you can throw one on there with a rangefinder pouch on the other side. If you want to throw a pistol on there, you can throw it on there and, you know, ammo on the other side or rangefinder the other side and, you know, vice versa. And you can really, that's kind of what differentiate, you know, what kind of makes us different is just the amount of molly as well on our harness. It can really customize it. Um, to whatever your want and need is, um, without sacrificing that quality and and uh, all that stuff. So that is a kind of a nice little uh, snippet of of what we got coming out. We got, I mean, we got tons of shit, man. I've, I'm probably prototyping five or six different pieces a year for waterfowl, upland. I mean, hunting over. I mean, everything. I mean, you, you name it. So all the, yeah, all the, all the energy we see on social is going right back into the company as well. And that's freaking awesome, man. So one of the things that, that I'm always curious about is outside of the perception of the post and all that, how, how welcoming is say the competition, right? Or the industry when it's that, you know, mom and pop veteran owned a hundred percent American made. Um, it, it seems like there's a part of it that seems cutthroat and then there's a part of it that seems like, you know, fist pound, you know, good job, bro. Keep growing. Um, you know, I, I've done episodes. I, I notice Caleb Newton on your, on your post sometimes commenting and liking County six predator, 
I've done an episode yep. with Caleb. He's, you know, same, you know, mom and pop. He's grinding it out. Um, how is how is that? I'm always curious about that. Hey, look at the new guy coming in. And and quite frankly, with bino harnesses, there's a there's an ass ton of them out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there definitely is a lot of harnesses out there. And, um, you know, Caleb, me and him have exchanged conversations and he's a very welcoming dude, just fellow Wyoming guy. I mean, we're just a hop, skip, jump from each other. You know, I'm Western South Dakota and he's, um, down there in Wyoming. We're probably only four or five hours from each other, but, and I'm sure we're going to see each other during trade shows and stuff like that. But, um, I have had him, I've had, um, other, uh, American-made companies, um, I don't want to just throw out their name or anything like that, that are on my page following me and supporting me. And uh, so when it comes to American-made shit, um, we do like to support each other. Um, you know, I initially, and I'll, and I'll just, you know, say it, I, I initially made that mistake when I first got into the industry. I was cutthroat. I need to fucking compete with all these guys and all this stuff. And, and it just doesn't need to be like that. I think it needs to be, um, you know, of course, like bigger companies that make overseas, um, they're not going to pay any attention to us little guys. You know what I mean? Um, these million dollar companies, but I, I'm sure they do. Sure I was going to say, I think they, I think they have to, um, sorry to cut yeah. you off. I think they have to right? not, even if, even if T and K wasn't taken that much from them, when you have all these other companies and you have what I call 98% of the demographic getting behind that, I think they better start paying attention. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think, I think I say that because I feel like I'm so small here in my little bubble in South Dakota, but I, I, I mean, I probably don't realize how many companies are following us and paying attention to what they're doing and making changes to their own um, gear based off of what we're doing. Because a lot of that in the industry, I'm going to be honest with you, when I made my harness, I didn't even look at any other harnesses. I went purely off of my instinct for for being um, military and law enforcement. I went off of what I'm used to and what I've used and what I've known as the best. And so I wasn't sitting there researching other gear companies, I made something on my own that I just wasn't even paying attention to anybody else. I wanted it to be my own, but I knew um, what I wanted it to be and what I thought was, was, were good ideas and what I thought was the best material. And that's why, you know, us using um, Kadura, um, we can kind of get into that. Um, there's not a lot of companies out there using what we used. We're using military grade, um, materials. Um, a lot of the, which, you know, the standing joke is, oh, it's military grade. It must be a piece of shit because the government wants the cheapest. It's not. The government is actually paying, um, a lot more for materials and being very compliant than what people think, um, and I didn't really realize it until I got into kind of the material and into the uh, industry. And I realized, holy shit, this Kadura is a lot more expensive than most of the materials that a lot of hunting companies are using right now. And I was just like, what the hell? And I started looking at the webbing and like all this different shit. And it was just more expensive and I started getting samples of it and I was like, this shit, I mean, like, and just being from in the military, I was like, this is like 
this is good shit. Like this is built. I mean, this, there's a reason the military invests all this money into these certain materials because it's meant to last years and years and years and it's meant to take abuse. I mean, that's why the military uses this, these type of materials for their, for their flag jackets, for their, you know, for their holsters, for all this different stuff is because they want to get as many years of use out of it as humanly possible. And that's really what we're using for our materials in our, in our, you know, our gear is it's really is meant to get years and years of use and abuse. And that's just Kandura. I mean, it is a fucking awesome material. And every guy that gets a harness from us, I mean, they immediately can tell the difference in our material that we use compared to what the industry standard is, what you go into Cabela's or Bass Pro when you feel those packs and everything. I mean, it's just, it's a Cadillac of the Cadillac. You can't compare it. it that material just does not compare to a lot of the 600 D poly and all that garbage that a lot of people are using. It just, there's no compare comparison. That's, that's a big statement. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And, it, and yeah, it's, it is a big statement, but I mean, there, there is a few companies out there, but a lot of your tactical gear companies, that's all they use is Kadura because it's got to be military spec, military grade type shit. And, uh, and, uh, we really are just, I have so many camel companies reach out to me and they're like, dude, we'd like to get our, you know, shit on your harness. And I said, well, what do you use? Well, we use this. And I'm like, well, I don't use that and I won't use it. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. We're going to be one of the most expensive harnesses out there. We're going to be, you know, our gear bags are going to be expensive. Our duffel bags are going to be expensive, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you get what you pay for. If you want a cheap piece of shit, you know, that, I mean, you're going to get what you pay for. I mean, at the end of the day, right. You you spend 134 bucks on a harness and how I'm a gear junkie, man. Um, how I justify my purchases is if it's 134 bucks and I get four, five, six years out of it, that's pennies on the dollar, honestly, for the amount of time spent in the field. Now, there's a guy that may only have, you know, the means to spend, you know, four or five days a year. Yeah, his is going to stretch a little bit longer. Um, but at the end of the day, 130 bucks and you got something that lasts you five, six years. That's that's pretty good value, man. And there's not a lot of stuff that you can compare to that type of value nowadays. Yeah. And so now that you talk about five, six years and all that shit, should we talk about the warranty? Oh, absolutely. Our gear warranty that not a lot of people know about. So a lot of companies like to say that lifetime guarantee shit, and that's just that's not uh they've got all these stipulations and all that stuff. So our lifetime guarantee is no bullshit, no strings attached, a lifetime warranty. And basically that means that we cover that gear for life, not the life of the product, but the life of the consumer. So if that gear fails you at all, we fix or replace it for free for life. No bullshit, no strings attached. None of this, oh, well, you know, you have a 30-day return, blah, 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 none of that bullshit. We trust, we trust the materials and how we manufacture this so much 
that we want you to use and abuse it. And I get guys all the time. I had a guy in Alaska, not to say our gear isn't going to fail, but he goes, Hey man, this broke on a sheep hunt. Literally a half an hour later, I sent him a return label. I said, get that shit in the post office as soon as you can. I will fix it within a day. I'll get it back out to you so that you can go on your hunt in two weeks. And that, I mean, that's, that's how we do it. And that is huge, right? And who the heck was I just talking to? And we were having the conversation about customer service, right? And that is, it's huge for a lot of us, but I, but I believe the concern for legitimate customer service is growing more and more and more. And I think going back to the working class hunter, it's important, right? We're busting our ass for our dollar. We want to know that if we're spending that, you know, 134, 150, whatever it is, dollars with you, that you're going to stand by what you said without a bunch of bullshit. That purchase is important. Fuck, for some guys, $150 is like, oh man, you know, I I really got to make sure that I could fit this into the budget. And then you get something for 150 bucks and you use it twice and, you know, I got a seam unraveling or this isn't right or that isn't right. Or, you know, what pisses me off more than anything is you get a harness or you get a backpack or something else with straps and the sons of bitches send it to you and one of the straps is twisted in assembly. And there's no way for me to get it out of the buckle or the fastener to get it flipped back over to where it's right. That shit drives, like there's no QC process. You want to, yeah. that, that may be a small quirk, but man, you walk around with a pair of 12 by 50s on your chest and all you can feel is this rolled fucking one and a half inch strap on your back. You're going nuts. At least me, I'm going crazy. So it's huge. Oh yeah. I had that. I yeah. called the company. They're like, really? You're going to send that in for that? And I, I was like, no, I'm not. And they were like, oh, okay, great. No, fuck you. I'm, I'm ditching this thing. I'll never use your equipment again, period. Done. See ya. Yeah. And, and here's the thing is that, and that is part of the customer service and that's part of the quality inspection and, and all that stuff that you do. And, and not to say that we don't make mistakes, but it's about how you fix it. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? There is so many fucking companies out there that it frustrates and pisses me off as a business owner because I will send messages to companies and not get a reply for like four fucking days. And here I am. I reply to people and you can ask any fucking customer. They got a problem. I mean, they send an email within five minutes. I send an email back and they're like, holy shit. I didn't think I was going to get a response that fast. I'm like, if you've got an issue, I want to fucking fix it. But not just that, you know, I give a shit. Like if, if somebody has a question about our gear, because it is a big purchase and they send that message to us on Facebook, I'm getting back to them within minutes. Not just because, hey, I want that sale, duh, but but because the consumers fucking matters. And it pisses me off when I send a message to a company and they're like, you know, four days later I get a reply and I'm like, well, fuck you guys. Why should I even do business with you? Like if 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 I don't even matter to get a reply, and and I get it, the bigger you get it gets a little bit harder, but I mean, it's just, that's part of the grind, man. You got to work hard. And so many companies are to the point of like, Hey, fuck you. I'll just reply when I want to reply or we'll send you a replacement when we want to send you a replacement. That's bullshit. That's not how that should, that should not how that should work. And you know, for me, 
if there's a mistake with a piece of gear, um, I had one guy, I sent out vinyl harnesses. I just got super busy and I forgot to put the hangers in there. I fucking two dayed those hangers to that guy. I spent like 15 bucks out of my own pocket to get those hangers to him as soon as possible. And, and he didn't even, he was like, dude, no rush, man. Like it's not even hunting season. I'm like, I don't give a shit. It's the principle. Like, that's not, that's not how I operate. You know, I don't give a shit if it's hunting season or not. If you order a harness in fucking middle of July, if there's something wrong, I'm going to overnight that shit to fix it. And that's just something that you just don't see anymore. No. You know, it, and, and, uh, you know, that's when I started this business, I was like, I'm going to do things differently. And, um, and that's, that's how we do shit, man. Like if there's a problem, we fix it and, uh, I'm right on it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's part of that customer service, that mom, pa type shit that so many companies have gotten away from and, and they take, they take advantage of the consumer. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about the consumer. No, it's frustrating. Um, you know? And, you know, it's funny, we, we talk about the customer service aspect of it, right? And I, it just brought it to my head. So, you know, I, I run Vortex Binos, and I had my wife bought me a pair. And they, for the money, they're great, right? They're probably not the best for the money um, in a lot of people's opinion. So long story short, binos were in my Jeep. Somebody broke in my Jeep, stole my binos, right? And I'm going, God dang it, you know, these are... Eleven, twelve hundred dollar binoculars, and now I'm out. I need binos for hunting season. I said, "Hey, Vortex." I call them up and I said, "Hey, shot in the dark here, right?" But you got this lifetime warranty a guarantee. My binos were stolen. You know how how do I do anything? And you know what I expected? I expected them to laugh at me. And he, and the guy tells me, "You know what? Um, here's my email address. Shoot me the police report and." I can't give you binos for free, but I could sure as shit give you a 50% off coupon to get new ones to replace the ones that were stolen. Dude, I don't know that I would ever switch from Vortex, one, because I've used them for a long time, but two, that's the shit that I want as a consumer. The, and the shit that you're saying, that's what I want as a consumer. That's the things that are important when we make these purchases, Sometimes, exactly. Sometimes it's not about, I don't, how do I phrase it? The flashy gear or, you know, it's this gear. Like I wear Sitka, right? I wear Sitka because when I started wearing Sitka, it was great. Um, I've never had to warranty anything, so I don't know. But it's not about the flash of it. It's about how I'm perceived by putting money into your pocket, whether you're a Sitka type brand. And no, I don't mean any offense by it. Or if you're a T&K type brand. That shit matters to us. We're spending, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I bust my butt at work for for my money. Um, and I'm stashing, you know, doing this, doing that, trying to trying to make sure that I can support my addiction. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know? I mean, and hunting man. is not cheap. I tell Hell you what, no. it is not cheap. I mean, fuck. I, uh, I'm going out scouting here. I got a, uh, a Western South Dakota any deer tag, which means any, uh, you know, muley or any whitetail. And, uh, I mean, just imagine the, the amount of gas that you go, um, just going on scouting trips or the food and, and the drinks and, and, um, and j just even the gear is such a, such an investment that, um, you know, it, it is not cheap and, and to be, you know, in, in this industry, um, and making gear, it's definitely not cheap, but, uh, we really do want 
um, to provide that to the consumer because we understand that uh, we are more expensive and uh, because of you know the materials we use and and making the USA and and everything but we want to we we wanted to make this company to to have that type of guarantee that we would want that we want you know as a consumer and, and that's important because I think a lot of companies forget what it's like to be a consumer you know what I mean they get so big and they get so much money that they just forget hey you know this is what's important and uh, you know no matter how big this company gets in two three four five years or whatever uh, we're just we never want to forget that we don't you know ever want to forget um, you know, who's the most important person in this whole thing. And that's that person that's making that transaction and taking care of that person. And, uh, you just, you just don't see it a lot, a lot these days. And, um, and, uh, it, it just sucks, but I mean, it is what it is. We're trying to do it, do it the right way. You know? No, that's awesome, man. So taking no prisoners, bro, <laughs> we got to go there. <laughs> so for the folks that haven't seen the feed, um, Go follow that shit right now. Um, it's pretty funny. So I'm gonna just I'm I'm scrolling. I'm on it right now. And there's I mean there's some and they're not all they're not all negative, right? Some of them just are, are, are very no. matter of factional, right? Why do we make America a gear in America? One number one, we're veterans. Two, we fucking hate commies. Three, people need jobs in the land of freedom. Four, overseas gear fucking sucks. Um, it's complete yeah. shit. Let's be honest. And then five Ronald Reagan, right? That is going to get in someone's feelings. It absolutely. is going to get in someone's feelings. Somebody's going to be like, you know, piss, piss on this guy. Um, yeah. but you've said it multiple times, right? You're, when you design the harness, you're thinking about what works for me. What do I feel like is quality? Um, and then when you're looking at what's important to you, just in the, aspect of being a business owner all that stuff comes through in these posts um and then my favorite is the i i actually kind of want to piss you off so i can get a western contours 10 percent discount code out there <laughs> because that fucking guy has to get a lot of looks on his page after that <laughs> good bad or ugly man trying um, to get a lot of followers oh man it or, or to, unfollowers one of the two yeah one of the two i mean the, the, the one i saw was cracking up and it was like that's where i got the the dick bag thing man and i just thought that was the funniest thing so so where did you know we where did that stem from? I mean, that, that wasn't something that you just started like, Hey, I'm going to just, I'm going to just go after people. Right. So where did that stem from? It was just like, you know what? I'm swinging this bat motherfucker. And if I hit you in the head, so be it. <laughs> so I got that from a, actually another, uh, tactical gear company. Um, like I said, I, I don't say names on podcasts cause I, you know, I don't want them sending a message to be like, what the fuck, man, mm -hmm. you know, but um, so I, I kind of got that and, and, uh, I was like, you know what? I was like, that, that's a good idea. And, and I, I scrolled through Instagram when I was starting this company, I was like, you know, and that's, it's really is my personality. So like, I'm not putting a front on fucking Instagram. Trust me, you guys. And, and I'm sure I'm going to meet you eventually too, at these, uh, hunt expos and stuff like that. And I mean, I am who I am. 
I mean, I love talking shit. I love giving guys a hard time, but I can take it too. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I, I, I am a very, I may be an open dude, but I am one of those guys that will always have your back. Um, I will, I, I will always try to help you out. Like you were talking about earlier, the guy that couldn't afford the harness came up to me and I'm not like, Oh, fuck you. You know, I wanted to get that guy a piece of gear and I was even willing to take payments. And my dad was just pissed when I did that. He's like, we can't start doing that shit. And I'm like, I know, I know you can't start doing that. We're not a fucking bank, but you know, it just, it just hits me in the soft spot because I've been there. I've been there where I don't have money and shit like that. And, and for certain things that I like and quality things that, that I want. And for me, I looked at that to where I just wanted to be no bullshit. And, uh, I mean, that's, that was basically it. I mean, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be who I am in real life and who I am in real life is this, I, I really am this God fearing patriotic motherfucker that loves guns, loves hunting, loves fishing, law enforcement, no bullshit. You know, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. You but know it, what I mean? It and, also, I'm sorry. It, it also says a lot about your respect and trust that you have for your fellow American or your fellow hunter that, that speaks volumes, dude. Cause there's not a lot of people that would take that risk. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, there's not a lot that would post, post a lot of the stuff that we do um, on our page, but you can tell by the interactions and you can tell by the followers that we're not the only one thinking it, You're you know what I mean? And right. we're not the only one that wants to say it. We just have put ourselves out there and, and, and really, I mean, really put ourselves in a vulnerable position being in the industry because we are going against the standard. Companies don't post like we do in fear of pissing people off. And with us, yeah, exactly. Play, play very safe for us. We don't give a shit, you know, because at the end of the day, we are no bullshit. Our customer service is awesome. We, we use high quality materials. So like we back up what we post on social media. You know what I mean? Like we back it up and and we're going to, we're not going to give you a product. That's a piece of shit. And we're not just running our mouths to run our mouths. Like we really stand behind our beliefs, who we are as people. And we just really are those guys that, uh, you know, this is who you're buying from. You know what I mean? You're buying from the guy that, uh, you know, is out there, um, um, hunting and, and hunting public land and, and doing all this shit, you know what I mean? And um, it's just, you're not buying it from some rich snob that wears a suit and is trying to get rich. Like you're buying it from a working class dude. That's just like you and, and, and is no bullshit, you know, and uh, we're not going to fucking sugarcoat anything. And um, you know, we're just, Highly conservative, if if you can't tell from our posts, um, we're pretty <laughs> conservative dudes, and uh, you know it is what it is. And and some people might look at it and be like, "Oh God, like that's just too much. I can't handle it." And that's fine, you know what I mean. Um, and if you want to unfollow our page or whatever, that's fine. But um, we're just we're not going to sugarcoat anything to uh, to boost our sales or or bullshit. I mean, it's who we are. You know, so the things that I post on Instagram, I'm the same way in, in real life. And you can ask that to any one of my customers that knows me in real life. 
I'm the same, no bullshit. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. This is it. You know, this is, this. it is what it is. You mean Instagram's you know? not real life? What are you talking about, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Instagram is not real life. But I'm trying to make it real life, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, because there's so much fakeness, man. There's so much um, just fakeness with companies. There's fakeness with people. And that's a lot of the part where, where we fucking make fun of people because we're just like, you know, you get these women that are like, look like they're in a fucking photo shoot with a couple of dead ducks. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what what is this? Yes. It's not fucking real life. Right. It's not what we do. That's not who we are. It's just crazy. Cause I mean, like, and you, I ain't fucking saying anything that no fucking true hunter fucking sees. And, and, and and some of you guys might be sitting here on this podcast and be like, fuck, I'm, I'm guilty of that shit. You know, liking all these fucking chicks, you know, fuck with all this makeup and holding the fucking dead ballard and, uh, you know, fucking a thousand people like it. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, this is stupid. What do we, what, like, what the fuck is this? I'm going to send like, you one. I'm going to send you one oh, that, fuck. that blew my mind today. And uh, let me see if I can find this fucking thing. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's, isn't it? Is it, am I the only one? No, I mean, I absolutely not. So many people on this podcast that listen to this shit. And they're going to be like, this dude is right on with because I'm the only one fucking thinking this. No, but we're the ones that actually call. You know, here man, I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see. Oh, here, okay, I'm gonna send you this shit right now. I saw this and I about shit myself laughing earlier, and I was just like, I, I actually screenshotted this shit. Let me send it to your IG, and was like, this, this is the shit that is just ridiculous. All right, it's coming over. Wait till you see that fucking shit. <laughs> um, so one thing, when as you were talking there, I was thinking about, you know, like you said, it's kind of a risk, right, that you take with the post and whatnot. Um, but at the same time, it's it at least to me, it says a little bit about, and this is not with me having anything in my hand, but it says a little bit about what you're doing with your gear, because man, that's a hell of a risk, right? If you if you are putting people on blast and you send out a shitty product, you're going to get eaten alive. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we definitely, being that it is as risky as we're doing, you know, on social media, but it's completely true. If If we could not back up what we say on social media and we were sending out a shitty product, 100% we would get eaten alive um, it would just be a shit show, but, but, um, you know, we have, I mean, I think we have almost 150 plus harnesses out there now and people keep coming back. They're buying rangefinder pouches. They're buying blind bags. I've got guys that actually buy other harnesses, uh, you know, fluorescent orange one for rifle hunting and all this other shit. So like, you know, people keep coming back and they're supporting us on, on all these viewpoints that we have and all these things that we put out there because, I mean, we have so many guys. And like I've said before, when we get these shit talkers, people eat these fucking people alive because they 100% back our product. Um, they, because they, it's not only because they agree with, you know, some of the shit that we say, um, but I mean, they have our product in their hands and they are 100%. 110% believe in it. And uh, 
so yeah, I mean, we, we just, we don't sugarcoat anything, like I said, and we just, we're no bullshit about it. And, um, you know, you're either going to appreciate that and like us for who we are, or you're going to absolutely not fucking stand us, which <laughs> we get people like that too, that unfollow us. And I'm just like, well, it is what it is, but I tell you what it isn't. It's never the people that have purchased from us ever. So that should just, you know, that's, that's humbling for us. And, and that's, uh, you know, just know that what we're doing is, is good shit. And, and, uh, you know, um, we're just continuing that innovation and coming up with more products because people want more and more and more and more. So, um, you know, just kind of putting the nose down and keep going. Keep working. So, yeah. yeah. Badass, man. So let's, uh, like to talk a little bit of hunting with you too, man. So South Dakota, um, has some really good opportunities, dude. I had a couple friends invite me out there and I started looking and I had no idea, man. Um, mm-hmm. The tags you can get in South Dakota are stupid. It's fairly inexpensive, especially even with not being a non-resident. Um, so what kind of opportunities, you know, do you see out there for, for us non-residents or residents alike? Um, how do you, how do you rank South Dakota on that big game scale? Oh, I mean, it's great. I mean, we got lots of out of state guys coming in for speed goats and, uh, you know, muleys and, and whitetails and elk, um, and all that good stuff. And I'm actually still buying preference points for black Hills elk. Um, you know, most guys in South Dakota actually have to just go do over the counter tags and shit like that in Colorado because they get fed up with wheat. And it's not unheard of to wait 10, 15 years for, uh, for an elk tag, um, with preference points. But, um, you know, this year I've got our true deer that starts up here in September. Um, I've got, uh, which is, which is a white tail tag and I've got a white tail rifle tag. And then, like I was saying before that black Hills or, uh, West river is what we call it anywhere on the West river, West of the Missouri, um, uh, rifle tag for any deer. And, uh, I did try to apply for, uh, antelope rifle, um, I was unsuccessful in that draw. They just ran that draw a couple of days ago and, uh, was unsuccessful in it, which kind of sucks. It was, I was kind of looking forward to that tag probably more than anything, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, just this year brought, bought preference points for elk, but I mean, there is really great hunting. Um, just, just, I mean, if you want to chase, a um, muleys in the black hills are a little bit more rare breed um but uh we got some just really large muleys uh out in the prairie uh eastern south dakota and everything like that and uh you know some really nice white tails up in the hills too and um there's really really great opportunities for non-resident uh it's like you said before it's fairly uh cheap and and actually and very affordable unlike a lot of states where you're just like paying up the ass for a non-resident tag. But for me, like, I, I think, what is it for elk for non-resident for Colorado, like six fifty or something like yeah, that. 646. Um, 646, which is not unreasonable, but you know, it's, it's a lot cheaper, obviously in South Dakota, but I mean, some of these states, I mean, look at, you know, getting like a big horn sheep tag in like Wyoming or something. That's going to cost you some fucking money. Right. Even an elk um, tag. I mean, I love Wyoming. Yeah, That's, yeah. you know, one of my favorite places to go. Um, but yeah, you're, you're not, 
you're not looking at anything less than a thousand bucks to grab an elk tag there as a non-res. And it's probably, I'm going to say yeah. you're every other year, if you're lucky hunting Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you look at a lot of those States and, and we're a bit more affordable in that aspect. Um, and I, I think this year now they did start giving out some mountain goat tags and I, and a few more bighorn sheep tags, I believe last year they just gave out that one for that archery tag that that guy shot, uh, he actually shot the world record, if you probably saw in the Badlands, South Dakota, uh, world record Western bighorn sheep. And uh, so I think they gave more of those tags out. But I mean, those are those are probably one of those rare, rare tags that it's going to take probably a good amount of years for you to draw one of those. But uh, it is pretty cool. My brother-in-law, he's repping some of our gear, but he actually got a mountain goat tag in Colorado this year. Oh, nice. So, yeah, he'll be going out there. Um, and he was kind of explaining it to me. It's kind of cool how you can go for, um, like an archery or a rifle tag, but you, you can use a bow, something like that. So yeah, they, uh, it, it, kind of cool. He's going to be going out there and videoing all that, but, uh, I would, uh, it's going to be hopefully a good busy season for me because on top of, you know, three deer tags, I actually, uh, do waterfowl, waterfowl hunting is probably one of my my top hunts too that I love, love, love doing is duck hunting. Um, that's, that's probably one of my favorite types of hunting. And then, so I'll be doing quite a bit of that. And then along with, you know, the good old pheasant hunting, I mean, that's being in South Dakota. Yeah. yeah, You gotta be a pheasant hunter. Gotta be that. I mean that when I think South Dakota, that is the first thing that comes to my mind. (laughs) That's what everybody thinks. I mean, we got, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, probably don't know too, but I mean, we got really good antelope hunting. I mean, we've got a pretty decent sized population of speed goats here on the Western side of South Dakota that, you know, goes into Wyoming as well. So, I mean, we've got, yeah, tons of good hunting, but I mean, that, I mean, that's our state bird is pheasant hunting, but pheasant hunting for me, man, that I, I started doing that when I was 12 years old and I just, I love that shit. I mean, that's, my heart just, you know, when you're walking down a cornfield and that thing pops up in front of you and it makes you shit. I got yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> it's a great time, man. It's people, people, you know, big game hunters, they'll always say, Hey, uh, bird hunting, but I'm like, dude, you need to give pheasant hunting a chance, man. If you haven't done pheasant hunting, you need to, it's a fucking fantastic it's a time. rush, but it, it is the funniest oh, awesome. thing when you get those. And, and you know what? I can't say, I can't say the first few birds, you might calm down a little bit, but unless you have been doing that for years or you grew up doing it, I don't care if you're if fifty birds jump on you or bust on you, you're gonna you're gonna jump and shit yourself <laughs> first and then it you're damn gonna be like, gives you Yeah. Attack. And then I'm gonna now get my rifle does. up. Oh man. Oh man, hearing that cock rooster man and that noise they make too, uh when they when they jump out, uh jump and uh, damn near, dude. Oh, uh, I I've stepped on them before. I have fucking stepped on them. And it, yeah, damn near just your shotgun damn near flies out of your hand and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. They just, you know, they pop up and it is a great, I mean, cause it's just, you know, deer hunting, you know, you're, you're sitting there watching them. And, you know, of, of course, when you're about to pull that trigger, or, you know, release on the bow or something, you know, you got that adrenaline, but it just comes out of nowhere with bird right. hunting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, Holy shit. And you're just, you know, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a fucking great time. If you guys have not done it, I mean, hit me up. 
I know lots of landowners around here. You freaking will go on a bird hunt and it's, it's a freaking great time. And I got a new chocolate lab actually that is six months old that he's going to be first year on birds here this year. So it'll, it'll be interesting getting him out in the field. And so, yeah, I'll, between the business and, and, uh, you know, all the hunting I've, I've got coming up this fall, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a busy year and it's going to be a good time. Yeah. So well, then that right after that, you go into, you know, show season. So I'm sure you'll be busy yeah. with that. So. Yep. I got show season and then spring walleye. I'm a big walleye fisherman. And so it just, it doesn't end man throughout the year. We're just, we're going, going, going. And, but uh, keeps me busy and especially keeps me sober, which is good. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, going to be exciting time. And, and, uh, you know, if you guys are listening on the podcast, I, it was just funny. I was just talking about this cause I was looking at my orders over the past couple of days and I've just, you know, 200, $300 and shit like that. And I've been putting in a thousand dollar days. And then I looked, I've got fucking like no harnesses. I've got like, I think I've got about 10 harnesses, all fluorescent orange. And I've got literally like nothing in stock. So we're actually getting another hundred made that's actually getting cut right now and going to be back in stock this next week. That's a, not, so, a, not uh, a bad problem to have. It's not. Um, it's not a bad problem to have at all. You know, we don't like stuff sitting, sitting on the shelves. You know, that's, that's a bad thing, but you know, we got lots of guys that are like, when's it coming in? When's it going to come? I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing next, next week when we post those up, we're probably going to have 20 orders within a matter of a couple hours. So, and a lot of guys um, need to overnight them because you're chopping at a bunch oh, of yeah. seasons kicking off here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, we're just, man, we're down on the grind, dude, with getting rangefinder pouches out and, and getting those manufactured and getting those out. Cause I mean, bow hunting is, I mean, it's here, it is here. And, uh, so we're just trying to, as, as fast as we can get this shit out to guys and, and, uh, okay, we're working our ass off and, and, you know, I get guys that are say, well, Jesus, when's it going to come? When's it going to come? I'm like, man, this is a fucking process, dude. I gotta, I gotta make sure everything is good. You know, I, I can't, I can't throw you guys out shit, shitty gear. It's got, yeah, it's got, it's got to be, it's got to be good gear. And, and I would rather sacrifice. Sorry, you didn't have it on your first hunt out there. Um, then, then you had it on your first hunt, but it's a complete piece of shit and you're unsatisfied. Um, so we, we, we are doing our best, but we, uh, we're going to un- unveil a lot of cool shit during show season next year. We're going to have, we're probably going to do three or four shows, but we have tons of new gear that's going to be set for n- next fall. And, uh, so should be a good time. Well, so I got a little plug on here, man. Every, every episode, man, I like to touch on conservation. Um, it's not to show your prowess or the lack thereof. It's just to get your insight and maybe thaw, uh, excuse me, spawn a thought process in someone that may not have seen it your way. So, mm-hmm. you know, 30 seconds, two minutes, whatever it is, what's your take on conservation and how should we affect it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, my big thing on conservation, one of the things that I notice is just even the small things. Um, you know, a lot of people get um, caught up and worked up and donating all this money and stuff. And that's all good and dandy um, to Ducks Unlimited, Pheasants Forever, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and stuff like that. And those organizations need money to help con- or, uh, conservation. 
the biggest thing that I notice that is just a really a small thing. If you guys are out there hunting, just pick up trash. That's something that I do. I, I throw into my pocket and just be cognizant as a hunter of, of whatever you leave there. Um, if it's, if it's non, you know, biodegradable, I mean, pick that shit up. Um, I can't tell you how many times I, I, uh, I can, you know, I'm out there and I, I go past, you know, uh, a spot where dudes were sitting and, and there's, you know, soda cans everywhere and dip cans and, you know, just clean up after yourself, man. And that's, that's a, a really a small, small thing you can do to really just fucking help the environment. You know what I mean? And, and it's a pet peeve of mine. It just pisses me off. So that's, that's kind of my tidbit. Uh, yeah. And, and again, and, and there's a lot of folks that have said that same thing. Um, and it's a big deal, but you know, you see it where guys like, oh, it's one piece of trash. I'm one guy. What differences that make? Well, if you got, you know, I, shit, I can't really think of the amount of folks that have said that on my podcast. But if a hundred folks have said it and they're picking up two pieces of trash each, and there's another hundred, I mean, the impact, the impact is huge, right? Um, and it may not be just in your area, but that's a big deal, man. And then to go into a place, and I've said it before, to go in a place and you're like, this is beautiful, this is God's country, and then some a-hole decides that he's going to throw his Gatorade or his mountain house bag or whatever it is down and not care about the next guy that walks in there, you know, after he was just in awe of, of God's country. Yeah, POS, man. So, yeah, I 100% yeah. agree with that, man. Yeah. And it's, and it, people don't think about it, but it is such a small thing and, uh, um, uh, small things like that go a long way. So just, yeah, fucking clean up after yourself. Don't be a pig. So anything in closing, man, anything we missed, um, that you want to touch on? Um, no, nah, man, I mean, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, just can plug in TNK hunting gear and, uh, enjoy the ride. Okay. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Everybody needs to go check out that Instagram and jump on that feed. Highly recommended. <laughs> of course, check out the products. Support the uh, American-made, veteran-owned business there. But uh, yeah, check out that feed because it is uh, it's awesome. It'll make your day. <laughs> Absolutely make your day. So uh, how do folks get a hold of TNK Hunting Gear? Um, what's the web address, et cetera, et cetera, man? Yeah, so uh, you can go on our website, tnkhunting.com. Um, you can contact us uh, on there or you can contact us on social media. And I always throw out my, uh, my personal number, 605-593-2945. You text me, call me anytime. If you got questions about gear, you just want to shoot the shit. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a busy dude, but, um, I, I'm never not busy enough to just shoot the shit with guys or answer questions or concerns or, or whatever. So, um, we're highly active on all those platforms. So, um, we'll, we'll get back to you ASAP and, uh, you know, we appreciate all the support and, uh, you know, fucking freedom on. Fucking okay, man. Well, I appreciate your time, Tyler. It was great talking to you, man. I wish you guys the best this season. Um, and then, you know, the best with, uh, continued growth there with the business, man. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. You got it, brother. You can catch up with Tyler and TNK Hunting Gear on Instagram at TNK Hunting Gear. Head over to TNKHunting.com for the full line of products. Thank you for listening. 
Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. Hey everyone, this is Andrew with Sasquatch Fuel. If you're heading to the backcountry this season and you need some meals that don't bog you down, check out sasquatchfuel.com. Our 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head to sasquatchfuel.com. Hey guys, enter code Western Contours at checkout and save a few bucks off your order.